This is episode 13 of Parenting 2.0, The Focused Mindset. This episode is dedicated to all of you parents that are feeling uneasy about starting the 2021 school year. Have you been informed that you're starting virtually? Well, it's going to look different, guys. So let's have some real talk about that. You've been upgraded to Parenting 2.0. New expectations requires a new mindset. The Focused Mindset. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. Raising kids is an amazing journey, and things don't always turn out as planned. Still, you get to share your life with an adult in training. This podcast will help you meet every new challenge with confidence and be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Hello, my friends, and I am excited today for more than one reason. And I'm excited to do this podcast, and I'm also excited because my favorite show is now back on television. Little known fact, I am a geek for a reality TV show called Big Brother. I've watched all the episodes, and... Uh, I'm a little peppier than usual today because Big Brother All-Stars season 22 is uh, is being premiered. And of course, with the pandemic, we haven't had any new television. It's getting down to them putting out television shows that you know were rejected. And now they're re, uh, you know, finding them saying, stick that one out on television. Maybe that'll get us through the next couple of months. But my favorite show has new episodes. Yeah, I'm a little excited, but I will refrain from uh, pivoting this entire podcast because you guys would be like, peace out. (laughs) Rather than that, we are going to talk about the other exciting thing that is happening, the beginning of the school year. Yay! Or is it not so much? This beginning of the school year, they're starting in the same room that they've been in all summer long. (laughs) It's like, don't leave your space, but yay, you're going to school. Yes, it's different. It's funny. I'm getting my daughter ready and I'm thinking, what could I do to make this special? And I'm rearranging the desk and doing a couple things I talked about, but I'm in there with you guys. It's it's weird, but I want us to be able to make the most of it. So I'm doing this two-part series to just help us wrap our mind around it together and also to take strides forward to make it positive so we can be the best version of ourselves, not only for your family, but for those you love. And today I'm going to highlight how the kids are feeling and how the families are feeling about this. We're going to mention some real life examples of people that feel probably very much like you do. And after that, I'm going to talk about what we might do differently. I have three specific things that I know that you can implement in your family right away to be able to help this situation run as smooth as it can be. And then I'm going to do a solution-focused, inspired activity with you. I'm going to introduce something that you can do throughout the week that will put you in the best headspace possible. It's going to be great. But first, let's talk about the title of this podcast, A Commitment to Flexibility. 
A while back, all the way back in, I believe, April, I listened to a podcast, a favorite podcast of mine called Hatching Results Podcast. And if you look up that podcast and look up episode 20, you will be able to hear a counselor from China talk about what's going on in their world in real time. And I highly recommend that you go back and look at it because um, I was just sitting on the edge of my seat listening. See, Hatching Results is normally for counselors. I would say the majority of her uh, audience is counselors. And when she reached out to this counselor, she just was asking pointed questions about what was going on. Because as you know, China is a couple of months uh, ahead of us in this whole journey with the pandemic. And she talked to us about what we might prepare for. And one thing she had said was that her administrator keeps saying we need to have a rigid commitment to flexibility. So episode 20 is entitled Rigid Commitment to Flexibility. And of course, it would be episode 20 on 2020. I, irony there. Um, but think about that. A rigid commitment to flexibility it's not an oxymoron. It's our life now. We have to be flexible. And in order to be sane, we have to have a commitment to that flexibility. We have to say, yes, I'm going to do this flexibility with all that I got. And I could tell that that counselor was right in the thick of it. And everything that she had said in that podcast, a few months later down the road, it happened to all of us in education, the way that she had said it. It's so interesting. And then she did a follow-up one with her as well. So I, I do recommend that. But anyways, I got my title from that because I think that kind of needs to be our stance moving forward is I'm committed to flexibility because if we don't, every time there's going to be a turn or a twist or something that a teacher tries and then they need to try something else or your child is reacting one way and then they completely flip and begin to react another way, every time our emotions are going to be tossed to and fro. But we need to anchor ourselves and be committed to this flexible time. And speaking of that, let's talk about how some of you guys are feeling. Recently, I put out a question in a Facebook group that I'm in, and everyone in the Facebook group is basically from my local area. And I asked, how are your kids feeling about starting school virtually? And I think I had probably 300 comments, and that's way more than most of them have because it hit home. All of us have been watching our kids and seeing how they react. What I didn't quite expect is the range of feelings. I mean, I had everything from sad. Honestly, sad was probably the top one if I was to rate them, to upset, to worried, to nervous. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, people were excited, uh, looking forward to it even, and um, embracing it. And some people were just like, huh? Eh, they, they don't care. They're just going with it. So with all of those emotions happening, the only thing we know for sure is whether we like it or not, we're walking into the school year virtually for a lot of us. If you're in that boat, I also realized that parents were saying, uh, it's not my kid I'm worried about. It's me. That came up, I think, three different times. Parents are thinking, what am I walking into? Um like we talked about last week, it is 
so fresh in our memory when we all had to drop everything in an instant. I know for me, I can remember because it was a rainy day. I was, um, I remember almost everything about that day. One day in the future, I'm going to do a podcast on the day before we went off because there's just the events are amazing. But, you know, all of us can remember it. Uh, I've counseled some kids recently and they too were talking about that day. It's like one of those things that are cemented in their memory. And the challenge is for us to look at that whole situation as something that happened in the past and look at this virtual learning as a brand new experience. And that's the challenge that we're walking into together. But the question we have is, what do we need to do differently to be able to look at it like that? What action steps do we need to take to help that be successful? Because this isn't one of those things that are going to happen on its own, that we're just going to tell ourselves, oh, this is totally different, and then not be triggered when our kids begin to want to ignore the work or not move forward or lean on us too much or all the normal things that will happen in these situations. So there are some things that I'm going to suggest you do differently. And before I get into my tips, I want to talk about, again, I'm going to touch on how important it is that we allow our kids to take ownership of this process as much as possible. The more that they take ownership of this process, the more they're going to embrace it and they're going to be telling you what they're doing rather than you asking them what they're doing. I honestly believe that the task of helping your child take ownership is going to allow our kids to learn so much more than just the academics, but to learn responsibility. Sometimes in our world today, it's tough to figure out how we can teach our kids responsibility when things are moving so fast, but this is one way that we can do that. They can be responsible, and we can encourage them. If you guys want to learn more about that, you can go all the way back to my episode two. Episode two is called Do Less, Get More, and Lower Your Stress. And the topic is really about what we can do to help the kids take responsibility for what they can do. So on the subject of taking responsibility, I had a discussion with a friend of mine, Rosa Rios, and she's a first grade teacher at the school I work with. And her and I have been chatting back and forth periodically throughout the summer. I had asked her if she had any input for these episodes, and she sent me some notes that she had written, some actual handwritten notes, and one part just really sticks out to me. She wrote down that teachers and parents need to work together to create responsible kids, and that means that we're going to give them simple tasks that they can do one thing at a time from their workload and realize that the parent and the teacher can't do it all. The child can do the work that is designed for them to do. Even if they don't do it all perfectly, avoid wanting to jump in there and do it for them, but allow them to work through it. I was so thankful. Thank you, Rosa, if you're listening, for just giving me that insight and confirming that that's going to be a key step in us moving forward. So back to the question I posed earlier, what do we need to do differently to be able to look at this situation differently? Well, I have three things. First, be deliberate. Second, be open-minded. And third, give grace. 
The acronym DOG, D-O-G, Deliberate, Open-Minded, and Giving Grace. I think we all should act a little more like dogs going into this. Yes, I think this acronym is perfect for how we need to act. Why? Because have you ever seen an unhappy dog when they see their owner? No, they forget about the past. They forget about anything. They just want to be happy. I know I have a little white eight-pound dog. And every time she sees my daughter, she is elated with joy. Even if we've been gone for a lot of hours and it's been warm outside and you know that that wasn't a comfortable situation, you never see a dog coming in and going, well, it just figures I'm going to ignore you for the next hour because you left me outside for all that time. No, they don't care about what's in the past and they're ready for whatever is in the future. So there you go. That's a picture of the way that we need to be. We need to be more like dogs, right? (laughs) But really... I think I'm going to picture my little dog with her wagging tail every time I get tempted to have a stinky attitude and every time I get tempted to think about the past or something that didn't go quite right, I'm going to stop and be like, no, I'm moving forward with excitement and joy because that's my choice. So dog, D-O-G, let's talk about what D stands for, being deliberate. It's going to take us being very deliberate to move forward with this process and have it be successful. I know many of us jumped into um, the spring and tried to be as deliberate as we could, but it fell apart. If we want the situation to be better, we have to do things on purpose to make them better. So I want you to take time to write down the things that you want to be different. And then say, what do I need to do? What will that look like when that happens? If I want my child to spend time working with, what do I need to do to make that happen? If I want my child to communicate with the teacher without my help, how do I need to assist in that to make sure that that can happen? Those type of questions and then answering them will help you be as deliberate as possible. The more you communicate, the more you're up front with your expectations, not only for you, but the more you're up front with your expectations as a parent, the more your child will be able to reach that expectation. Many times the reason that our children don't reach a particular goal or expectation of ours is because we didn't clearly state it and we weren't deliberate about supporting them to do it. So the first letter is be deliberate. The second is open-minded. A fixed mindset is not going to work in this situation. I'm going to encourage you guys to have what's called a growth mindset rather than that fixed mindset. A growth mindset is something that kids can grasp a little better than us adults sometimes because we are set in our ways. But I'm going to ask you to have a commitment to flexibility like we talked about decide that flexibility is going to be a part of this and I'm committed to it that might mean that you look at the work that's that your child needs to do and you make a plan and then you realize that's not going to work don't force it make a new plan maybe they need to check in hourly or they need uh, a small break each 
every 15 minutes to jump around and you figure that they'd be able to sit for a full half hour. I don't know. But your commitment to flexibility is going to be what makes the difference. So be open-minded. And with that will come creative thought. If you have a thought of how things can run smoother or something that works for you, open up and share your thoughts with other parents, with your family, with the teacher. And so everyone can have a growth mindset together and move forward step by step. I know I talked to a parent recently who was very honest and said, I kind of hope that all of this online stuff fails miserably because then maybe we'd all have a good reason to say we have to get back to the classroom. The classroom is the only thing that can help this situation. Now, if you're a parent that firmly believes that the best place for your child to learn is in the classroom with a teacher present face-to-face, then that thought might cross your mind too. And I was really glad that that parent was honest with me. I mean, let's keep it real. Some people are like, I don't want this online thing to work out. But I will caution us against doing anything that will hinder the growth of the academics of the children. And in order for the children to be able to learn through this time, this unprecedented time, our attitude is going to make a world of difference. There's a time and place for voicing our opinion on the matter, but when we're dealing with our kids, let's practice the flexibility that we need to. Let's be open-minded to what the teachers are doing for the greater good of learning. And when the frustration level rises, which it will from time to time, do what you can to shield your child from that and show them flexibility and that you support the teachers and that you support their learning and most of all that you believe in them and they'll have the greatest opportunity to learn even through this time whether they're in the environment that you prefer or not and let's accept that everyone has different opinions in the matter and different challenges that they're facing and that leads us to the third tip The G in dog stands for giving grace. A great way to give grace is just to step back and look at something from someone else's eyes. All of the things that flow through your mind first when something doesn't go quite right is, what were they thinking? Don't they know how I feel about it? And immediately you want um, the person you're working with, whether it's the administrator or your child or your teacher, to understand where you're coming from. But giving grace means that you're going to step back. You're going to take a minute and think about it from the other person's perspective. What if you were in their shoes? What might you feel? What might be the challenges that you are going through? What might be some of the fears? And then say, all right, I can walk forward in grace. Giving grace means that you recognize that people are just human. We're just human beings trying to walk forward and do our best. No one has all the answers. You know, when you were young and you looked at your parent with starry-eyed, and maybe when you were three, four, five, and you thought, my parent can do no wrong. And then you get a little older and you notice your parents doing something wrong. And your reality is crushed. 
I like to tell kids that I'm counseling and that I'm coaching from the very beginning. We are all human beings working towards being our best self. Just like you are, your parent is doing the exact same thing. Because we all need to give grace to each other. Let's face it, sometimes we lose it. Sometimes we lose our cool and we blow our top. Sometimes women, we get emotional and the emotions flow. And then we have to say, well, uh, guess what? It was uh, that time of the month. (laughs) We want grace. So let's give that same measure of grace to others. And if that's something that's hard for you, well, now is a great time to practice it. So what are the three steps again to being our best self moving forward into virtual learning and helping our kids do the same? We're going to be deliberate. Deliberate in each step forward and help our kids do the same. We're going to be open-minded, having that rigid commitment to flexibility. And we're going to practice giving grace to others. And we'll learn far more than just academics and how to work together in a pandemic. We'll learn how to be better humans. And that's really what life is all about, being our best self and moving forward. And that leads us into our solution-focused inspired activity. This activity comes directly from the pages of the Big Life Journal. The blue one that's for kids 11 and older. And it is jam-packed with growth mindset activities and resiliency activities. And if you go all the way, for those of you who already have it, you'll find this on page 138 and 139. So those of you who don't have a Big Life Journal yet, it will do a little teaching and then it will give your child the opportunity to write and explore. And sometimes it will ask prompting questions. All really simple, but all thought-provoking. And this activity is specifically designed to outline the things you can control and the things you cannot control. So let me read to you these pages leading into this solution-focused activity. When you can't control what is happening, control the way you respond to what's happening, for that is where your power is. When things don't work out the way you planned or don't go your way, we might stress out and give up. There are things, however, we can't actually control, like other people's actions, deadlines, or who your family is, etc. So there's no point stressing out about them. When you focus on the things you can control, like your actions, efforts, your attitudes, life becomes simpler and more manageable. So what you're going to do is replicate what's in this journal. You're going to write a large circle on a piece of paper and then a smaller circle on the inside. And so you'll have a diagram that looks something like a very large donut. And on the donut part or the outside circle, you're going to write all the things that you can think of in your life that is outside of your control. Things that you can do nothing about. You might wish you had some control over them, but you don't. Start writing those things down. What happens with COVID-19? Yep, that's in the not control pile for sure. 
but write down all the other little things. The big things that are happening in our country, the things that might weigh down your mind, the things that are happening in your household. What is it that is outside of your control? And then on the inside, you're going to use that circle to write down the things that you can control. Your attitude about COVID-19, for example. What are the things that you can touch, that you can do, that you can say, that you can create a vibe that completely changes things? That is in your control. And write those things down. Now I want you to put this up somewhere where you can refer to it. And then sit down and do the same thing with your child. Because this powerful visual will remind you that you can have a commitment to flexibility because you can let go of the things that you can't control from your mind and focus on the things that you can control. That little change in your mindset will make all the difference in the world. And as we move forward in this weeks to come, I know that you guys are going to be doing your best. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear all about it. Jump over to my website at www.thefocusedmindset.com and there you'll find a contact me page and you can get a hold of me either through voice or through email. You can also shoot me an email at share at thefocusedmindset.com. Now I'd like you guys, I'm already uh, 13 episodes in and I'd like you guys to shoot me some topics. So let me take just a minute to address those of you that are part of my free membership group where we communicate over email, because I want you to take an extra careful look out for an email from me because I'm going to send you out a survey that's going to ask some questions and get your feedback on my next few topics. Now, you know, I don't like bombarding you with email. I'm not all about that. And that's why I say look out because I'm going to be using your opinions to shape the next few months in the fall. And if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the email list and join my community, uh, I think you should do it. I mean, it's one way that you can always get the information that I send out. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes where you can jump on. And as a thanks to you, I'm going to send you my Good Vibes Self-Evaluation Checklist. It's actually a preview for an upcoming ebook that I'm writing right now. So check that out. And the second thing that you can see there is a link for the Big Life Journal. I'm so excited to be an affiliate partner with them because first of all, journaling is a wonderful practice for kids to get in. It gives them perspective and peace of mind. And second of all, because this particular journal is designed to build resiliency, which is what we really need right now. So yeah, take a minute to scroll down and check out the show notes. You don't have to turn off the podcast. When you scroll down, you'll see what I wrote there and all the things that I'm offering. And you can even click the link and it still won't shut off. You'll still hear the end of the podcast. And don't forget the best way that you can support Parenting 2.0, the focused mindset and help it grow is to subscribe, share, and give it a great rating. Thank you so much, you guys. And it is coming to the end of our podcast. And no matter how you're starting the year, start with a commitment to flexibility. And until next time, keep in touch 
and take care.